Wait a minute, kid, Leighton said. No hard feelings. If it's not for dough, then why are you doing it? The boy turned back. To show the viewers and the brass of this station we're still behind Tut a hundred percent. They were all around Leighton now, making multiple sounds of approval. Absurdly, he began to feel uneasy. You don't think King should have been fired? A plain-looking girl, no more than sixteen, thrust her plump face toward Leighton. Tutter's done more for us kids than anybody on television. They're always yakking about juvenile delinquency, but when a good, clean program like the King Session comes along, they kill it. You think the station had any choice? Leighton asked. In the face of public opinion? They were probably pressured into it, the boy with the glasses admitted. But the public's all wet. What did Tut King do that was so bad? Leighton said dryly. He admitted to a congressional investigating committee that he'd accepted more than $100,000 a year under the table to plug second and third records, that's all. He took a notebook out of his pocket. Mind giving me your names? I don't mind one darn bit, the boy said. I'm Wayne Mission, and I'm president of the L.A. Tutter King Fan Club. And you can quote anything I say. Me too, the plump girl said. Nora Perkins. I'm vice president. Others in the group volunteered their names, and Leighton dutifully wrote them all down. He turned back to the boy with the glasses. Wayne, don't you think Tutter King was morally wrong in accepting payola to plug inferior records? Morally schmorally, the boy retorted. He paid his taxes, didn't he? Who isn't on the take these days? Cops organizing burglary rings. Politicians on big lobbyists' payrolls. Labor leaders robbing union tills and selling out their own members. Industry and price-fixing conspiracies. Doing phony advertising, mislabeling. And all those great big marvelous TV giveaway shows a while back, all fixed. Payola's everywhere, mister. So why all this jazz about Tutter King's plugging some records for a fee? Who'd he hurt? You, Leighton said. Me? Young Mission was astonished. Aren't you sore? Having bad music crammed into your ears just to line a disc jockey's pockets? Ah, you squares all act as though Tutter'd violated a sacred trust or something. What's the difference what records we go for? It's the beat we dig anyway. You think Tutter'd been selling us dope? One of the other boys said mockingly, Yeah and they all laughed. The kids got a point, Leighton thought. Maybe in a morally anesthetized society, the only sin was to be caught. They're all out of step but me, he thought. What's your opinion, Nora? he asked the girl. Tutter's the dreamiest, she replied. I wouldn't care if he'd robbed the Bank of America. Thanks, both of you. If nice kids like these thought that way, what hope was there? The reporter shook his head and drifted toward the other studio door, the one lettered, Studio Employees Only. He pushed through and found himself at the joint of an L-shaped corridor. At the end of the branch to his right, he could make out the fluid glitter of the receptionist. Straight ahead, dressing rooms lined both sides of the L's other arm. At the end of this hall gleamed the glass of a control booth to another studio. The door of the dressing room, labeled 2, was open.
Leighton was about to negotiate the few yards between him and the open dressing room, when the sound of a bolt being turned over made him look to his left. As he turned, a door opened noisily. In the silence of the corridors, it was startling. A perky little redhead, all curves, was just coming out of a room adjoining Studio A, adjusting her blouse. She frowned when she saw Leighton, walked quickly past him, and went into dressing room two. Curious, Leighton strolled over to the room she had just vacated. The door had remained open, and he looked in. He grinned. It was a tiny room, windowless, with a washbowl and an unscreened toilet. On the door he now saw was the legend, Ladies, Employees Only. No wonder the redhead had frowned. In her embarrassment at being caught still adjusting her clothing, she had forgotten to shut the door. Leighton pulled it to. Its self-closing device was out of order. He drifted over to room two.